0: Welcome to this week's digest edition of the Evening Times, from the 15th to the 18th of January 2018, read by the volunteers at Cue Review Print Speaking to the Blind at our studios in the Bishoprics Media Centre. Coming up on Side 1.
1: Watch, bungling burglar smashes bar window
0: and falls on his face. This article by Laura Forsyth. Equal pay settlement for thousands of women moves step closer as Glasgow City Council give up on court battle. This article by Stuart Patterson and Katrina Stewart. Glasgow Cops Deal With 10 Missing People A Day. This article by Holly Lennon. Over in an Hour. How the Council Moved To End Equal Pay Court Fight. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. Glasgow Tenant Forced To Live With Rats, Fleas and Maggots. This
1: article by Vivian Nicole.
0: City Sex Sales Shock. Hundreds of online adverts appear for women in Glasgow. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by Vivienne Nicholl.
1: Greg's bake Horror. Glasgow woman chips tooth after munching into 7cm bone. This
0: article by Tab Ali. GPs ignoring red flag symptoms for ovarian cancer, Charity warns. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by health correspondent Helen McArdle. Blue Monday. Glasgow
1: businesses unite to tackle most depressing day of the year. This article by Neil Christie.
0: Lanarkshire MP taunted over Scottish accent and weight in House of Commons. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by Caroline Wilson.
1: To cross women and housing association battle to meet director of Light Mothers home. This article by the Evening Times Online.
0: Glasgow airport plans set to reduce delays and cut noise. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by political correspondent Stuart Patterson.
1: Man who stopped for pizza after a couple of beers locked
0: up after knife find. This article by group content editor Jenny Smitshow. Crisis hit construction giant Carillion enters into liquidation with Scots jobs at risk. This article from the 15th of November 2018 is unattributed.
1: Pizza delivery driver viciously attacked and robbed by a gang of youths. This article by Laura Forsyth.
0: Airline to relaunch flights connecting Glasgow with Donegal. This article from the 15th of January 2018 is unattributed.
1: This article from the Evening Times, News, on the 15th of January, 2018. This article from the 14th of January. Watch, bungling burglar smashes Kotha Bar window and falls on his face. This article by Laura Forsyth. CCTV footage captured the moment a thief broke into the Kotha Bar before nicking money and booze. The video, which... Was, Was recorded on Sunday, January 14th at around 7.30am shows the burglar smashing through the window of the pub. He's then seen climbing onto a table before he falls headfirst onto the floor before getting up and going behind the bar. The Kotha Bar posted, Break in at the Kotha this morning, smashed the window, climbed in and got off with a load of coins, bottles of vodka and our Chef John's new menus. Police are looking for a drunk, Chef, with pockets full of change. The offender used his unique skills to bypass our security that entered the building with the grace of a cat. The current office last year revealed a fatal accident inquiry was held into a helicopter crash at the bar. A total of seven customers were killed in the pub and three helicopter crews were killed in November ninth, 2013. Despite the break-in, the Kotha is open for business as usual, and Chef John will kick off his new menu on January the 22nd. This article by
0: Laura Forsyth. The Evening Times, on Thursday the 18th of January 2018. News section. Equal pay settlement for thousands of women moves step closer as Glasgow City Council give up on court battle. This article by Stuart Patterson and Katrina Stewart. Low-paid women council workers are celebrating a decision which they hope will bring an end to their long-running equal pay claim. Several thousand claims are outstanding for equal pay with men doing similar jobs. Glasgow City Council has, after years of fighting the claims through the courts, decided to end the legal process and focus on negotiating a settlement with the women. The decision means the council will not take the only remaining legal option open, which was an appeal to the UK Supreme Court in London. As councillors met to decide to abandon the legal challenges, women members from GMB and Unison waited outside the city chambers to hear the result. The decision was met with delight from campaigners and welcomed by their union reps. Francis Stocholovic, a Cordia worker and lead campaigner in the fight for equal pay, said, ''This is absolutely brilliant. We're so excited.'' ''I feel like I haven't drawn breath for the past four weeks, but we finally have the right decision and the council has seen sense.'' We were very nervous beforehand, but the council has done the right thing with a unanimous vote. We are still keeping going. The fight is not over. Amanda Brown, Unison member and a home carer, said, It's been a long and difficult struggle to get Glasgow City Council to finally commit to treating women fairly. We work hard to deliver the services the people of Glasgow rely on, and all we are asking is for women to be valued and treated equally. The council will now continue talks to decide which claims will be settled and how much will be paid out, but no figure is being put on the likely bill. Susan Aitken, council leader, said, The cost will be determined by the outcome of the negotiations. In response to Labour Group leader Frank McAveety asking what the financial impact from the council would be, the city treasurer, Alan Gow, added, It's impossible to quantify the financial liability. The settlements will be a lengthy process, and the council said ending the legal route does not mean a move to immediate payments or changes to pay grades. Ms Aitken added it would take several months. She said there are talks scheduled for the rest of 2018 and added, I would hope we would not need to go on much longer. Unions recognise the process is not immediate, but welcomed the change in direction. Carol Ball of Unison's Glasgow branch said, This is a great day for the low-paid cleaners, carers, caterers and others working for Glasgow City Council, who've waited ten years for pay equality. A great day, but just the first day in the process of moving to equality because settlement takes time. Our members have waited long enough for the fair and equal pay they've worked hard for and deserve. Hazel Nolan, GMB Scotland organiser, said, Our city is run on the backs of these women, some of whom have died waiting for claims to be settled. They keep our kids fed, our schools clean, and they care for our elderly and most vulnerable. This is only the start of the process, but this decision clears the way and perhaps, for the first time, our women can be optimistic that pay justice is within reach. Some of the claims are being taken forward by the GMB and Unison, and others by lawyers under the Action for Equality group. That is, Action with a numeral 4, Equality. They were equally pleased with the decision to stop the court battle and said it vindicated the women's position. Stefan Cross, QC, of Action for Equality, added... Ten years ago, Glasgow Council bosses told us this day would never come, but the Court of Session Judgment shows that A4ES was right all along. So this really is marvellous news. We've been saying for years now that the City Council could not justify paying highly skilled, hard-working staff like home carers so much less than gardeners, grave diggers and refuse workers. We still have lots of work to do before a final settlement is reached, but some of the lowest paid council workers in Glasgow have struck a blow for equal pay right across the UK. This article was by Stuart Patterson and Katrina Stewart.
1: This article from the Evening Times, News. On the 15th of January, 2018, Glasgow Cops deal with 10 missing people a day. This article by Holly Lennon. Police officers in Glasgow dealt with more than 10 missing persons reports a day in a period of just 72 hours. A total of 40 people were reported to have disappeared within Tuesday the 9th and Thursday the 11th of January in Greater Glasgow. The figures come after specialist teams discovered the bodies of three missing men in the space of five days. Throughout the 72-hour period, a large-scale search was launched after a car belonging to Graham Clark was found abandoned on the Kingston Bridge. The 54-year-old lives in Park Renfrew, was last seen by his mum at the home in Knightswood at around 6am on Tuesday, January 9th. Police were called to a report of Mr Clark's car, a green Mazda, found abandoned around 6.15am with a helicopter and marine unit dispatched soon after to search the River Clyde. Police divers scoured the River Clyde on Tuesday and Wednesday with help from the Glasgow Humane Society. For any sign of Mr Clark, fearing that he may have fallen into the water. Superintendent John McBride described the amount of time and resources dedicated to finding missing people as significant. He added, When we receive a report of a missing person, we assess the situation and decide the level of risk the person faces. We take into consideration whether they are vulnerable to a threat to themselves, this could be due to mental health problems or conditions such as dementia. If someone is deemed a high risk, we will put all resources and staff we have into it, including very special search officers who use a grid system to ensure every area is thoroughly examined. There are depth and places where the divers can't go, especially during a certain tide. It is sometimes the case that we have to wait for the body to resurface. We work closely with the families so that they understand the direction of the search. In the case of Mr Clark, the search will continue until specialist officers believe every option has been exhausted. George Parsonage, officer in the Glasgow Humane Society said, Being able to bring families closure is what drive the organisation. They spent up to eight hours searching for bodies in the water. After being contacted by Police Scotland, the River Rescue Hero coordinated a search for Graham Clark with Officer William Graham. He said, Our first part of call was to check CCTV footage, but there was some gaps between 5.30am and 7.30am. We continued our bank search, then made our way to the grammys law pontoon where we spoke with police scotland marine unit officers and passed on what information we had we were mainly involved in a surface search as the marine divers will go down deeper my main aim is always to recover the body as quickly as possible for the family for the police and for everyone else involved no one believes their loved one is dead until they have proof and it's up to us to make sure that we can get it. I've been quite upset to read in the papers that bodies have found for seven or eight weeks after their disappearance. We rescue four or five times more people than we find dead, which is the positive side of our work. Officers worked over the festive period to reunite families with their loved ones, who had gone missing, but for some they didn't receive the news they were hoping for. Searches for Graham McAdam, 42, from Knightswood, James O'Connor, 39, from Kirkintilloch; and Thomas Keenan, 21, from Mary Hill were called off and other officers recovered their bodies within the period of a week. Superintendent McBride adds, The missing person report will remain open until we can confirm that the person has been found. Even if we receive a call from them telling us that they are safe, we still want to check that ourselves. Although 40 people over three days seems like a lot, over any given weekend we expect to receive a double that. This article
0: from Holly Lennon. The Evening Times, on Thursday the 18th of January 2018. News section. Over in an hour, how the council moved to end equal pay court fight. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. In the end, it was as painless as 11 years of protracted legal jousting was brought to an end in less than an hour. Susan Aitken, SNP, leader of Glasgow City Council, proposed the motion not to prolong the fight and not appeal to the Supreme Court. The other parties had their say, raised a few concerns about cost and process, then agreed to the motion unanimously. Ms Aitken said it was bringing an end to the years of litigation under a Labour administration. It was her saying she was making good on promises before the election last year to settle equal pay. Labour leader Frank McAviti raised concerns about the impact on jobs and services as no figure had been given and no means of paying it identified. The Tories also wanted to know about the cost and how long it would take, but also voted to back the decision. The council officers said the legal advice from two QCs was it could successfully appeal. The Greens, however, drew the distinction between legally being able to win and morally and politically not pursuing an appeal being the right course of action. In reality, politics took over and no one wanted to be seen as the party who wanted to fight to stop women getting equal pay. The unions had been pressurising Labour councillors to support the council backing down from further court action, so they defended the previous action on equal pay and agreed to move on. What remains is no one can say how many hundreds of millions of pounds it will cost or how the bill will be met. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson.
1: This article from the Evening Times News. On the 15th of January 2018. Glasgow tenant forced to live with rats, fleas and maggots. This article by Vivian Nicole. A tenant of a city housing association claims she has been forced to live with rats, maggots, and blue bottles. Siobhan Carey, who suffers from epilepsy, moved into her first floor flat around three years ago. At the end of last year, she noticed a strong smell in her kitchen and discovered rat droppings behind the skirting board at the sink and underneath a kitchen unit. She contacted Whiteinch and Scottsdale Housing Association who served at pest control staff but Siobhan28 says she continued to discover droppings and still huge rats scratching behind the bedroom wall. Siobhan said pet control will have been here four times between December and January and I now have live maggots and blue bottles in the kitchen. The housing association has told me I have to try to let them deal with the problem. But it is disgusting and very stressful. Siobhan, who lives in Midwin Street, is worried about what would happen if she collapsed alone on the floor with an epileptic seizure. She said, my concern is that if I have an episode and a rat comes out, they can start eating away at me. The housing association says the rat won't touch me, but I don't want to risk that. I have done a lot of work into this property, but it's not suitable for my medical condition and I would like to move because of that and the wrath problem. Siobhan, who is unemployed because her health, is being advised by support group Disabled View UK. Chairwoman Lorraine Cameron said, People are being forced to live in properties which, with their medical needs, no one could deem acceptable. For example, one lady with a serious medical condition which leaves her unable to move for up to an hour, had invited guests over Christmas. If a rat got into the room where she was, she would have had no way to defend herself. Due to the threat to this lady's well-being, we requested urgent rehousing, even on a temporary basis, but this was refused." Ian Morrison, chief executive of Whiteinch and Scottish Housing Association, said Pest contractor visited the flat in December and identified potential rat activity below the sink base. Bait was laid and potential access holes were sealed. A return visit a few days later found the bait untouched but in January dead blue bottles were found in the hall. After being contacted by the Evening Times, a joiner and pest contractor visited the flat, removed the base units but no evidence of rat activity was found. Mr Morrison added, however, on opening up a section of floor, evidence of rat activity had been discovered on the ceiling boards of the flat below. All Pest left a charged trap to try and catch the vermin which may be active and an arrangement has been made to call on Monday morning to check. This article by Vivian Nicole
0: City Sex Sales Shock Hundreds of online adverts appear for women in Glasgow. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by Vivienne Nicol. Pimps in Glasgow are using the internet to advertise women for sex. A new survey found nine websites advertising sex for sale with around 380 adverts. Although the vast majority of those advertising claimed to be women with adverts written in the first person, experts believe they were most likely produced by controllers or pimps. The Glasgow Violence Against Women Partnership recently carried out an assessment of violence against women across the city to gauge the extent of the problem. The group also wanted to look at current services to better understand gaps in provision. As part of the review, the partnership looked at commercial sexual exploitation in the city, focusing on prostitution. It was keen to understand the numbers involved, their age, where they are from and their experiences and where and when prostitution operates in the city. Interviews were carried out with 10 services providing support to those involved in prostitution and found street prostitution is still a significant issue for the city. Out of 52 women advertised on one website, 18 were from Eastern Europe. A report to the City Council said, While it was not within the scope of this exercise to explore the prevalence of sex trafficking, if this was to be examined further, we are confident we would see the emergence of trafficking for sexual exploitation. There are also strong links between prostitution, trafficking and serious organised crime. We also examined review websites where men who buy sex post details about their experiences of buying sex. We were able to conclude that men who buy sex have a significant sense of entitlement and overtly sexist comments were commonplace and lack of empathy was evident. The Violence Against Women partnership says it has long been convinced there needs to be changes in attitudes towards prostitution. That includes decriminalising those who sell sex and criminalising those who buy sex. The report adds... By adopting this approach we can improve the safety and well-being of the most vulnerable women and men in Glasgow. Currently our criminal justice responses are limited and only apply in the selling of sex on street or curb crawling. Brothel keeping is illegal and it is only women who will be subject to criminal justice. There is no criminal justice to men who buy sex in brothels. The partnership also plans to contribute a Scottish Government consultation on changes to local authority licensing of sexual entertainment venues. It says... The GVAWP is of the view that lap and pole dancing or stripping are not legitimate or necessary forms of entertainment. It is an industry steeped in gender inequality, which has a detrimental impact on all women. The legislation will mandate local authority licensing committees to license sexual entertainment venues, and then local authorities can set a limit on the number of venues they will license, and can set that number at zero. This article by Vivienne Nicole.
1: This article from the Evening Times News on the 15th of January 2018. Greg's Steak Bake Horror. Glasgow woman chips tooth after munching into 7cm bone. This article by Tab Ali. The Glasgow woman has been left horrified after she chipped her tooth while tucking into a Greg's steak bake. Debbie Kiveney from Inch purchased a box of frozen treats from Iceland in land, After baking and talking into one at home, she was left stunned when she found a seven centimetre long bone in the centre. The 47-year-old cleaner said, I couldn't believe it. You just don't expect to find something like that. I complained to Gregs and sent the bone away to them. After carrying out an investigation, they offered me £15 in vouchers, but I think that's disgusting. Debbie has a young son who lives with cerebral palsy and a dog and said she could have given the passage to either, something she fears could have been fatal. When Debbie hit back at Greg's over their gesture, she was told by a customer service representative we can't guarantee our food, which contains meat, or free from bone, however we've raised this with our supplier to minimise this type of experience from happening again. We've asked for extra checks to be carried out and, moving forward, we'll monitor this closely. We'd love to offer you a voucher code for £15 you can use this to give us another try. We're sorry you were offended by our gesture of goodwill. That certainly wasn't our intention. If you take this further through a third party, this will leave our hands at customer care and their response will be the final say in the matter. The IB insists... She is not after money, she added. I just want to raise awareness and get the word out for people to be careful. Greggs is a big company. Things like that just shouldn't happen. A spokeswoman for Greggs told the Evening Times, We're sorry to hear this complaint and we'll investigate fully. We have rigorous quality control checks in place and we'll be looking at how
0: this would have happened. This article by Tabalee GPs ignoring red flag symptoms for ovarian cancer charity warns this article from the 15th of January 2018 by health correspondent Helen McCardle The number of requests by GPs in Scotland for a potentially life-saving blood test which can detect ovarian cancer early has increased significantly since the shake-up in the referrals process 3 years ago Last year in NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde, a total of 15,598 requests were received for CA125 tests, compared to 1,598 the previous year. However, the rise in requests varies massively between health boards amid fears from cancer campaigners that red flag symptoms are being mistaken by doctors for more common illnesses such as Irritable Bowel Syndrome, IBS. Figures obtained by Freedom of Information show that the number of CA125 tests carried out across Scotland climbed 39% between 2013-14 and 2016-17, from 47,421 to 65,894. This test is important because it is one of the quickest and cheapest ways to spot potential ovarian cancer cases. Initial results from a study led by University College London suggest routine CA125 screening could save more lives, but more thorough data is expected in 2018. In 2013, Scotland became the only part of the UK to introduce guidelines instructing GPs who suspected a patient may have ovarian cancer to order a CA125 test and ultrasound simultaneously in order to speed up diagnosis. Rebecca Rennison of Target Ovarian Cancer said, There is still this myth that there aren't symptoms, but they're out there in the guidelines. Health Secretary Shona Robson said, Through our Detect Cancer Early programme, We aim to increase the proportion of cancers that are detected at the earliest stages. This article is by health correspondent Helen McArdle. Remember, you no longer need to receive a weekly digest service on tape, but can in fact listen to more daily content online via www.qandreview.com slash free podcasts, accessible on your computer or mobile device.
1: This article from the Evening Times News. On the 15th of January 2018. Blue Monday. Glasgow businesses unite to tackle most depressing day of the year. This article by Neil Christie. Winter may now be on the way out and the days are getting longer again but today has been crowned as the most depressing day of this year. Dubbed Blue Monday, many claim that the pressures of everyday life come to a head on the third Monday of each year. Christmas debt, the weather and low motivation levels have all been said to contribute to this drop in mood but across Glasgow a number of initiatives are taking place to lift the spirits of the public. Scott Mid, who have a number of stores across the city, have this year teamed up with the Samaritan to encourage people to take part in their hashtag Brew Monday campaign gets people to sit down over a cup of tea and talk to family and friends. The initiative will also raise funds for the Samaritans charity. John Brody, chief executive of Scotmed Cooperative, said more and more people are calling Samaritans with 10 people a minute reaching out to their volunteers. We hope our partnership and the launch of Hashtag Brew Monday will allow Samaritans to help more people living with challenges in Scotland. Scott Rail has also joined up with the Samaritans campaign, with volunteers from the Samaritans taking a number of Scotrail stations today, including Glasgow Central, giving out tea bags and chatting to travellers. Elsewhere Virgin Money are also offering a brew and some warmth as they open the doors to their members' lounge for the day. Usually for exclusive use by Virgin members, refreshments, snacks, newspapers and a place to relax and open to the public in an attempt to provide some cheer. Bank of Scotland have another suggestion on how to raise the mood in Glasgow this blue Monday. The High Street Bank say that a simple smile is the perfect antidote to these January blues. An experiment run by the River Hall Cafe showed that who smile and a smile that during the day are on average happier. Dr. Tux and I do apologise, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing those names right, however the forename is spelt T-U-G-C-E, and the surname is spelt C-U-H-A-D-A-R-O-G-L-U. Lecturer at Economics at St Andrew's University and conductor of the research said the analysis of the survey results show that the of a smile really do have an impact. It plays a role in shaping our perceptions about people and therefore changes our attitudes towards them. If you take anything from this research, it should be to smile more. But animal lovers should look no further than the dogs' trust for a boost to their Blue Monday, two doggy doppelgangers, Blue and Blue. Are taking for new homes. Carers for the Boy Lurchers aged 2 and 3 say that there is little to tear them apart except for small, unique ear and nose markings. Lyle yeah. Blue is based at the Dogs Trust in Glasgow. Blue is currently at a rehoming centre in West Calder. Susan Tona of Dogs Trust, West Calder said the resemblance between these two is uncanny, even in their personality traits, they both arrived at Dogs Trust with their name already given to them we decided that there was no better time to showcase these adorable chaps than Boy Monday a day when people could really use some cheering up this article by Neil Christie
0: Lanarkshire MP Taunted Over Scottish Accent and Weight in House of Commons This article from the fifteenth of January 2018 by Caroline Wilson A Lanarkshire MP has told he was subjected to slurs over his weight and Scottish accent during Commons debates. Hugh Gaffney, who was elected in June last year, revealed he has been heckled something awful by Tory MPs, but said nothing would deter him from standing up for workers and equality. The Scot, who has been involved with the trade union movement for more than a decade, shrugged off the insults, saying he had a harder time from former Postal Service colleagues. The dad of three, who represents Coatbridge, Christon and Bells Hill, said, There's heckling, aye, but it's what kind of heckling you get. When people start attacking your body size, then you're winning the argument, because they're not going for the policy. In the chamber, one of the MPs made a remark about my language. Basically, he was saying we can't understand you, so he's having a wee pop at the Scottish accent. Somebody else pulled him up for it, and in fairness to the man, he came up and apologised. He was heckling me something awful. Meanwhile, the MP has called for the working week should be reduced to allow for a better quality of life. He said the current 48-hour cap on hours, introduced by the European Commission under the Working Time Directive, should be reduced to stop people working themselves into the ground. This article by Caroline Wilson.
1: This article from the Evening Times News. On the 15th of January, 2018, Tocanoss women and housing association battle to meet director of her late mother's home. This article from the Evening Times Online. The Tocanoss woman who is battling with her local housing association to allow her to move into her late mother's home is to meet its director. It comes after her local MSP for Glasgow Shettleston, John Mason, also... ...intervened by writing a letter to housing bosses. The Evening Times exclusively reported on the story of Andrea McInnes last week. Thousands of people backed the grieving East End women's fight... ...to be allowed to move into her late mother's home, which is just next door. The 39-year-old lost her mum just two days after Christmas... ...and faced losing the property which her family has lived in for 33 years... She pleaded with Tollcross Housing Association THA to allow her to swap homes as her mother's home is just one gate along from her. However, the carer said that bosses were not allowing the seemingly straightforward move to happen. Now though, Andrina has confirmed that she is set to meet with housing director Michael Byrne and manager Maureen Barnes on Monday and contacted by the Evening Times, a THA staff member said they could not comment on individual cases a petition set up by Andrea has so far gathered over 7,000 signatures, something that she was overwhelmed by breaking down while speaking on the title on Wednesday Andrea said I can't take the thought of seeing someone else live there I'm sitting in our chair right now The house would need to move me. I would knock me ill. In the final plea to THA bosses, Andrea said, I just don't understand why this can't be a straight swap. The Evening Times has contacted John Mason's office for comment. This article from the Evening Times online.
0: Glasgow airport plans set to reduce delays and cut noise. This article from the 15th of January 2018 by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. Glasgow Airport is planning to change flight paths, which would reduce delays for planes in and out of the airport. The airport is consulting on the changes which will see 50-year-old technology replaced with satellite navigation for aircraft approaching the runway. It is envisaged that the changes will reduce planes queuing up in the air waiting to land and also when they are on the ground. The move is part of a UK-wide plan to improve the airspace around airports, cut noise and reduce fuel consumption. The new satellite technology will allow airports to predict more accurately when aircraft will reach their destination airport and fewer planes will be held in the air waiting for a landing slot. The flexibility is more flexible and allows the departure route planes take when leaving the airport, allowing paths to be moved, giving respite to people living in homes in the flight path. Glasgow Airport is beginning a 13-week consultation looking for people's views before it decides on any changes. Mark Johnston, Glasgow Airport Operations Director, said, The flight paths used at Glasgow Airport have not changed in over 50 years, and, as is the case with the wider UK airspace infrastructure, they are simply no longer fit for purpose. We now need to ensure the way we manage our airspace matches the advancements that have been made in aircraft technology. Modern aircraft are now equipped to use satellite navigation, meaning they can fly more efficient, reliable and direct routes. In moving to this new system, not only will we be able to improve the punctuality of flights, we will be able to reduce the amount of fuel burn from aircraft at Glasgow by over 4,000 tonnes. The proposals are part of a UK-wide Civil Aviation Authority future airspace strategy. It involved removing ground-based navigation systems and a move to satellite navigation technology. The ground-based navigation aid which Glasgow Airport currently uses to guide aircraft to and from the airfield will be decommissioned in 2019. Mr Johnston added, we are fully committed to growing the airport responsibly and modernising our airspace will help us achieve that. It is important that our communities and stakeholders are fully involved in this modernisation process and we would encourage people to participate. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson.
1: This article from the Evening Times News. On the 15th of January 2018. Man who stopped for pizza after a couple of beers locked up after knife find. This article by Group Content editor Jenny Mitchell. A man who stopped for pizza after a couple of beers found himself locked up for the night when he was carrying a knife. James Guthrie would never have come to the attention of the police had he not thrown away his rubbish. Glasgow Sheriff Court was told that plainclothes officers were on mobile patrol and Sir Street on August 27th last year when they spotted the accused at around 9.45pm. Guthrie 32 was stopped after he was seen dropping litter. The accused initially dismissed the plainclothed officers, not believing who they were, and continued to walk along with his pizza. The officers then showed Guthrie their warrant card and arrested him for another matter. When arriving at the city centre police station, Guthrie admitted "'I'm staying here tonight. I might as well tell you I've got a knife in my back pocket.' The defense it was explained that Guthrie had the Stanley knife in his possession as he'd been working on Lino in his mum's house earlier that day, completely forgetting that he had the blade on him. The accused decided to go for a pizza after enjoying a couple of cans of beer. If Guthrie had gone straight home he would have avoided prosecution. However, this excuse was not deemed reasonable and he was charged with having the knife in a public place. The accused lawyer stated that Guthrie accepted full responsibility and knew it was in the wrong. Sheriff Barry Divers fined Guthrie of Loch Court £450. This article by Group Content Editor
0: Janice Mitchell. Crisis-hit construction giant Carillion enters into liquidation with Scots jobs at risk. This article from the 15th of November 2018 is unattributed. Construction giant Carillion has said it has no choice but to take steps to enter into compulsory liquidation with immediate effect after talks failed to find another way to deal with the company's debts. The stricken company employs 20,000 workers across Britain, with the axe now hanging over many jobs in Scotland. Carillion said crunch talks over the weekend aimed at driving down debt and shoring up its balance sheet had failed to result in the short-term financial support it needed to continue trading while a deal was reached. The firm, which has been struggling under £900 million of debt and a £590 million pension deficit, has seen its shares price plunge more than 70% in the last six months after making a string of profit warnings and breaching its financial covenants. The firm is involved in a range of key Scottish projects, such as the HS2 rail line and the new £745 million Aberdeen bypass. Chairman Philip Green said, this is a very sad day for Carillion, for our colleagues, suppliers and customers that we have been proud to serve over many years. Over recent months, huge efforts have been made to restructure Carillion to deliver its sustainable future and the board is very grateful for the huge efforts made by Keith Cochran, our executive team and many others who have worked tirelessly over this period. In recent days, however, we have been unable to secure the funding to support our business plan and therefore it is with the deepest regret we have arrived at this decision. We understand that HM government will be providing the necessary funding required by the official receiver to maintain the public services carried on by Carillion staff, subcontractors and suppliers. The company is understood to have public sector or public-private partnership contracts worth £1.7 billion, including providing school dinners, cleaning and catering at NHS hospitals, construction work on rail projects such as HS2 and maintaining 50,000 army base homes for the Ministry of Defence. As a result, the government has been under increasing pressure to intervene to prevent the collapse of the company. Unions are calling for urgent reassurances over the jobs, pay and pensions of thousands of workers following the disastrous news. Officials from several unions representing workers on the railways, construction sites, prisons, hospitals and schools are seeking information from the company and ministers. Rail, Maritime and Transport Union General Secretary Mick Cash said... This is disastrous news for the workforce, and disastrous news for transport and public services in Britain. We have been warning since Thursday night that we thought the collapse of the company was imminent. The blame for this lies squarely with the government, who are obsessed with outsourcing key works to these high-risk private enterprises. RMT will be demanding urgent meetings with Network Rail and the train companies today, with the objective of protecting our members' jobs and pensions. The infrastructure and support works must be taken immediately in-house, with the workforce protected. Transport Secretary Chris Grayling and his Tory colleagues must be forced to take responsibility for this crisis which is wholly of their making. Carillion had met with lenders HSBC, Barclays, Santander and Royal Bank of Scotland on Wednesday to discuss options for reducing debts, recapitalise or restructure the group's balance sheet. It was followed by a meeting on Friday between the government, pension authorities and stakeholders in an attempt to thrash out a rescue package for the firm. A petition launched over the weekend calling for a Carillion to be nationalised had attracted more than 1,200 signatures. This article was unattributed.
1: This article from the Evening Times, news trending across Scotland on the 15th of January 2018. This article from the 14th of January. Pizza delivery driver viciously attacked and robbed by a gang of youths. This article by Laura Forsyth. Police are appealing for information after a pizza delivery man was robbed by a group of youths. The incident took place in the Torrey Glen in the early hours of Sunday, January the 14th at 1am. The 28-year-old man was attacked by a group of around six male youths on a footpath in Newfield Place in its junction of Corlough Drive in Torrey Glen. The six male youths, who were in the company of three females, punched, and kicked him before stealing his boy Domino's baseball cap and the keys to his silver-coloured VW Polo car with the Domino's Pizza logo on it that was parked nearby. Although the youths got into the car, they did not drive away with it and were last year walking towards Ardenichel Avenue. When police arrived, a 28-year-old man was found with slight cuts to his face and a nose injury, however he did not attend hospital for treatment. PC Mark Callum at the Helen Street Police Office would like to speak to anyone who witnessed the incident or who saw the group of youths hanging around the area, either before or after the robbery took place. Anyone with information should contact the Community Investigation Unit at... Helen Street Police Station via telephone number 101 quoting incident number 0298 of 14 January. Alternatively, calls can be made to Crimestoppers on 0800 555 where anonymity can be maintained. This article by Laura Forsyth.
0: Airline to relaunch flights connecting Glasgow with Donegal. This article from the 15th of January 2018 is unattributed. Flights linking Glasgow and Donegal are being relaunched by an airline. Loganair is to reintroduce the service following the current operator Stobert Air's decision to withdraw the flight on March the 23rd. The new service will take off on Sunday, March the 25th, with three return flights per week all year round on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays. Additional summer flights will operate on Wednesdays between June the 27th and September the 19th, and Saturdays from 26 May to the 3rd of November, with a Saturday service at Easter from March the 31st until April the 14th. Kay Ryan, Loganair's Commercial Director, said, We're delighted to be returning to Donegal, a region where the airline has a history of service stretching across thirty years. We're also pleased to be able to reassure the local community that there will be complete continuity when the current route provider ceases in March, without any break in service. This is an extremely important link which will help families stay connected, travel between the two destinations on holiday or act as a convenient transport option for football fans heading to Glasgow. This article, unattributed. End of side one. Please fast forward to the end of the tape and turn over for side two.